Welcome to the A to Z Sports, powered as always by the BetMGM app. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Sam Phelan, our Titans reporter at A to Z Sports.com. Uh, we go live every weekday morning at 8 Central Time on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Nashville's On Demand Sports Talk Network. Also hit us up on Twitter at A to Z Sports for all of uh, our segment by segment tweets throughout the show and also great content uh, covering the Titans on Instagram, TikTok, and threads these days. Uh, Got to thank our sponsors because they make it happen for us and they help out all of you. Like Wilson County Hyundai, make them a part of your new car buying process by seeing them in Lebanon or WilsonCountyHyundai.com. The Bone and Joint Institute, BoneandJointTN.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Farm Bureau Health Plans, get better with Farm Bureau Health Plans. That means better coverage rates and service at FBHP.com slash ATOZ. Uh, the Aura app, keeping you safe online, and use our two-week free trial with our link, Aura.com slash ATOZ. And Krebs Kubota, an elite Kubota dealer with three locations across the mid-state in Columbia, Franklin, and Murfreesboro online at KrebsKubota.com. So, Sam, we've been saving this topic uh, for really since uh, we knew that DeAndre Hopkins was going to sign uh, a couple days before he did sign. So let's walk back through. We were kind of having a pre-show conversation about the way we got here and looking back on things and the Titans do land DeAndre Hopkins in free agency on Sunday, July 16th, which is a very ra- rare random time to land a significant free agent in the NFL. Uh, but this is uh, it, it just overall the, the timeline of things is pretty interesting. Yeah, I mean, it it was not too unexpected. Like, I think we joked a few weeks back, like, oh, watch DeAndre Hopkins sign while I'm in Florida at one point. Like, <laughs> he won't wait for right before training camp and he won't do it soon when we're, you know, rearing and itching for a show topic here. No, he's going to do it right when I'm I'm busy. Uh, so, yeah, you had sent me a text while I was down uh, vacationing in St. Pete and getting on all of my St. Pete Sam shenanigans and just let me know, hey, head on a swivel here, 48-hour watch set to 72-hour watch, but uh, DeAndre Hopkins to the Titans looks like a thing. And so, you know, I started thinking about what uh, what – ways what angles we could talk about this whose perspective we could look at this signing from and I really started to think back to the Titans offseason which was one that was heavy on criticism for Mike Vrabel for Rand Carthon and for the Titans offseason approach as a whole they didn't really add much talent in free agency at wide receiver they got Chris Moore but lost Robert Woods so pretty even trade-off maybe even they got the uh the short-ended stick there but or the better ended we'll see because of the money situation right i mean that's really a toss-up uh but you know contract wise chris moore's on a better contract so Mm -hmm. you know they saved some money colton dowell in the seventh round didn't do anything for anybody and really the story of the draft was okay peter skaronsky's cool will levis is cool we're happy about this where's the wide receiver Uh, they didn't do one until the seventh round. And I was looking back to the post-draft press conference where Mike Vrabel and Rand Carthon took a lot of heat from Titans media, myself included, was very critical of their approach. And I found some quotes that I thought were really, really interesting in hindsight, listening to 
almost how well Mike Vrabel and Rand Carthon predicted the future for what would happen for the Titans down the stretch. Yeah, so uh, let's play that video from Vrabel, Rand Carthon, and Chad Brinker. Uh, Sam, was this after Saturday's yeah, draft? This is so. Yeah, this video is with Chad Brinker. It's it's the final day of the draft, so okay. it's after Saturday. This is after everything wrapped up, and they did take, uh, you know, Colton Dowell. This is after our waving to the camera yeah. during the draft <laughs> moment because I was sitting in St. Thomas sports park on day two of the draft. Yeah. Actually, I, I drove to St. Thomas sports park on day two because I was sitting on here with you during a stream. And when they took Tajay Spears in the third round, I think I said to you, Hey, do I have enough time to get over there for this press conference? <laughs> yeah. Cause I've got some questions I need answered. The next day we're sitting there no receivers throughout the time. And I'm sitting in the media room and we're all looking at each other. Like, are, I mean, are they trolling at this point? Like what is going on? And then when they answer the heat, the answer is pretty perfect. Looking back now. For the things you've, you've talked about, uh, about the wide receiving core. Is, is that enough turnover to get out of that group? What you've talked about? Uh, going into Monday, it will be. Yeah, and we're going to continue to explore and find ways to to improve our wa- roster and make it as competitive as possible. So that, that, that last part kind of goes back to the to the previous question. You can find ways to improve your roster. Free agency's over, and the drafts over. Aren't those the places? No, to free your free agency's not. They're going to let us sign free agents um, Monday. They they will. Chad will. Rand will. They'll they'll let us sign free agents on Monday. Uh, free agency is going to go all the way up until the season starts. Uh, there'll be players that uh, are on other teams that will become available Monday. Take a look. It'll be real large waiver wire. We'll scour that. We'll continue to look for, for trade possibilities and opportunities. Uh, Chad and Vin will, will help us with the salary cap, find ways to, to open up uh, salaries so that we can potentially sign other players. You know, there's been a pretty good process here, and I, I'm excited about it. Austin, your reaction to that, I mean, this is not the only comment. To, you know, this is just one of a few. Rand Carthon also said stuff along the lines mm-hmm. of, well, the roster doesn't have to be at 53 until September. There's going to be other opportunities. And so it felt like, at least from that interview, the Titans had a pretty good idea about somebody of the Andre Hopkins caliber or at that position becoming available that they could take advantage of the situation. Yeah, in hindsight, Mike Vrabel sounds like he just dunked all over the Titans media who was bitching about this, right? Yeah. <laughs> like that's that my immediate takeaway is exactly that is like, oh my gosh, Mike Vrabel's brilliant. He knew exactly what was coming. They played this perfectly, but he just held us all on a thread uh, and just let us stress it out over the entire summer. And, and boom, there you go. So like, I, I do find that really fascinating, but they're look, if Mike Vrabel and Rand Carthon were just sitting there, all right, fingers crossed, that's uh, DeAndre Hopkins isn't going to play in Arizona next year. So hopefully at some point we can maybe trade for him or they're going to cut him. But, you know, fingers crossed and maybe that could happen. Like that is a big time risk. And that Called is their a- buddy Monty Austin Fort and said, hey, Monty, what are, you, uh, what are you feeling with number 10 over there? Is he going to become available, you think? Yeah, like it's, it's that's just not a smart way. It's gambling. Like that is not a smart way to do business. Yeah. It can be a fun thing to do on the side, but gambling with your 
roster moves and, and potential big moves is a, is a thing. So uh, I don't, I don't think it was a smart way to go about it. If that's. Yeah. Uh, well, listen, I think, I think there's another side of that though, which is what have we talked about with Hopkins since he signed and, and when evaluating his contract and why the Titans got him for the value they got him. It's because a lot of rosters and resources are already expended this time of year. So if the Titans made other moves, whether that be in free agency or in a trade or, you know, moving on guys earlier, do they have the same resources they had available to be as aggressive as they were for D hop in case he became available? So I think there is some of that too, where the gamble that they made and the waiting game that they played at the position is what allowed them to get him for so cheap and what got them great value in the contract as well that they don't get in April, that they don't get in May, and that they definitely don't get if they are trading for, you know, a bona fide player as well. Yeah. Now, uh, uh, Stephen King comes in here and says, Austin, you promote gambling. Yeah. I was like an entertainment side thing. I'm not saying you he put your sports gambling, yeah. Like, this is Rain Carthon's livelihood. This is in Mike Vrabel's livelihood. You don't gamble that away. And that's also why we have the Tennessee Red Line at 1 800 889 So we, we got all that kind of stuff. And resources for that so you do it smart right and you you don't you don't gamble with more than you than you can't afford to lose and the titans that that's kind of like the gambling gambling rule of thumb like don't bet more than you're afraid to lose and so you know if the titans were afraid to lose out on the wide receiver position as a whole and that was going to be something to hold them back in this this season then okay then that was a gamble there worth uh taking uh, with DeAndre Hopkins. So, all right. So, and, and Orlando also says, uh, don't gamble on sports you play. Yes. Uh, don't do it at yeah. your workplace if you play professional sports. Orlando, <laughs> good point. Uh, there you go. And Curtis C says, gamble smart is an oxymoron. No, you can gamble smart. doesn't mean you're going to win. It just means that you can lose some good bets, which happens all the time to me, right? That's how you spend the losses. All right, so let's get to this. Hang on. Lose <laughs> some good bets? <laughs> yeah, you can lose good bets. We'll talk about that later on. There's good good bets lose at times. You just, that all stuff right, happens. We'll talk about that during BetMGM yeah, later. Yeah, for sure. All right, so Sam, let's ask this question. We'll play the video again. Because I think the video is very interesting. So the question that we came up with, and I think we came up with this on Sunday, right? Uh, did Mike Vrabel and Randy Carthon, quote, call their shot? Or did they get lucky with DeAndre Hopkins? Did they call their shot? Or did they get lucky with DeAndre Hopkins? We'll play the video one more time. But first, Sam, tell everybody about the Bone and Joint Institute. The Bone and Joint Institute is the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Uh, they're located out in Franklin, and you can schedule an appointment with them at boneandjointtn.org. The Bone and Joint Institute has everything you need to help assist in your recovery, including a state-of-the-art rehab facility and everything under one roof. Nothing worse than when you've got appointments and you're getting treatment and care for something and you feel like you're driving all over the place, all over Middle Tennessee, to go from appointment A to appointment B to get different things done. You can just go to the Bone and Joint Institute. They've got everything on the same campus, including clinic, image, uh, rehab, surgery, testing. It's all there out in Franklin. Uh, they'll do everything that they can with as reliable care as there is as reliable as it gets it's why uh, we love the bone and joint institute why i've said multiple times that i see people 
walking around with bone and joint institute slings including the voice of the titans mike keith like we love the bone and joint institute uh and you will too if you schedule an appointment with them go to boneandjointtn.org for the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care Speaking of uh, sports betting smart, here's how you sports bet smart. You you get multiple shots at it because you do that with BetMGM when you have our first bet offer with our bonus code ATOZ Sports. So you get multiple swings at going after the prize because you make your first bet after you sign up with BetMGM with our code ATOZ Sports and you get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if that first bet misses. It's a great way to start your BetMGM career and have fun with that. So uh, that's with bonus code ATOZ Sports when you sign up for the BetMGM app. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 or older, Tennessee only new customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification other requirements. First online rule money wager. Only rewards issued to knowledge about bonus bets. Bonus bets inspire seven days. And for problem game of sport, call Tennessee Redline 800-889-9789. So Sam, we're going to play the, the video one more time. And so as everybody's watching and listening to this video, Think of the question we have presented to everybody. Did Mike Vrabel and Rand Carthon call their shot or did they get lucky with DeAndre Hopkins? Here's from the post-draft press conference with the head coach, the GM, and Chad Brinker, the assistant GM. For the things you've you've talked about, uh, about the wide receiving core, is, is that enough turnover to get out of that group, what you've talked about? Uh, going into Monday, it will be. Yeah, and we're going to continue to explore and find ways to to improve our wa- roster and make it as competitive as possible. So that, that, that last part kind of goes back to the to the previous question. You can find ways to improve your roster. Free agency's over, and the drafts over. Aren't those the places? No, to free, your free agency's not. They're going to let us sign free agents um, Monday. They they will. Chad will. Rand will. They'll they'll let us sign free agents on Monday. Uh, free agency is going to go all the way up until the season starts. Uh, there'll be players that uh, are on other teams that will become available Monday. Take a look. It'll be real large waiver wire. We'll scour that. We'll continue to look for, for trade possibilities and opportunities. Uh, Chad and Vin will, will help us with the salary cap, find ways to, to open up uh, salaries so that we can potentially sign other players. You know, there's been a pretty good process here, and I, I'm excited about it. I'm... Is that not exactly what happened, though? Yeah, it is. It is. They're getting creative with uh, salaries, too, especially with this George Fant story developing a little bit. And, you know, he's coming in this weekend. They sign him. That's like I'm. they're already out of cap space. Yeah. So, like, oh, and, and by the way, on the George Fant thing, uh, if you flashback, Sam, to Monday, uh, you remember what I said Monday on the show about a, a potential Titans offensive lineman? Yeah. Said, Hold on. You can read about it. It is But, uh, and then what happened yesterday when Jordan Schultz tweeted that George Fant was going to work out, what did I well, say? Well, George Fant. I, no, uh, I said, can confirm per source. You can add that in your post. Uh, so, <laughs> so I had had that for since Monday that George Fant was going to be working out with the Titans. Just didn't have the opportunity to do anything with it until, you know, Jordan Schultz throws it out there. So yeah, that that's been in, in the works for several week several days I hope that signing happens i can't i, I want to ask ran the timeline there because george fan was tweeting sunday saying all the titans have to do is call 
be interesting to me to see if they saw that. And we're like, not. A bad I'll tell idea. you what. Uh, yeah, the the call was made before the tweet. I'll just oh, go ahead and tell you that ahead of time. That's what I know. The call to George Fant was made before he tweeted. Yeah, I'll just give me a disingenuous tweet from George Fant. I'm a <laughs> thumbs down. I don't appreciate that. Uh, all right, so everybody. so the comment there from Vrabel because I think it's it's amazing to listen to you know, almost three months later, right? Three months later is where we're almost approaching from the draft, I guess. And then, so, so the question we're asking is, did Mike Vrabel and Rand Carthon call their shot or did they get lucky with DeAndre Hopkins? Uh, so Sam, I'll send you the chat on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch to see what everybody's saying about, did they call their shot or get lucky with Hop? Uh, let's see. All right. Den thinks they got lucky. Jonathan says it was lucky. Ronnie lucky. Steven lucky. Jay lucky. Titans Kyle says he thinks they called it. Uh, Lewis says it was lucky. Scary Harry says they got lucky. Rooney says lucky. Uh, MB says big time lucky. Stephen King says they called their luck, which I think mm. is an interesting perspective on this. Called their luck. They got lucky, says Jackson. Called the big shot, says Pistol Ramsey. Uh, Daryl says, lucky. Tighten up, lucky. Richie, lucky. Pedro, lucky. Captain Tripp says it was obviously the plan all along. Uh, called their shot. They had some inside information, says Jonathan, maybe uh, maybe referring to the Arizona Cardinals general manager there, which could be. I, I don't really know how those relationships work if, if Monty Asenfort would tip his hand like that to another team. I'm not sure. Uh, Brad Anderson says they got lucky. Jason Martinez says lucky, but I do believe they had a plan. Danny says he thinks they called their shot, at least wants to believe that they called their shot. Yeah, same right. with Joey, same with Billy. Uh, Two Man Heath says he thinks it was also strategic. Jay says it was lucky. Ramad says both. Lewis says lucky, but he's glad that they got lucky. And Tiffany, uh, what did Tiffany say? Oh, I guess she's not responding to that. Whatever. She says they knew what they were doing. So she's coming in with the called their shot as well. Austin, which one sticks out to you here? Is this is this a call of their shot? Is this a, a baby pointing at the sky with uh my favorite is this just lucky here? Is my favorite a- comment of the show so far is Jabu saying they called their shot, but they hit it off the backboard. <laughs> like that's a, that's exactly what it is. It's you know you're out there again the basketball analogies. Oh, like they pull, didn't call bank. Yeah, you cool, you pull up from like two feet behind the three point line. You catch it in rhythm. You, you fire up the shot. You you think it feels good. You start to turn to go down to the defensive end, and it banks in. You're like, yep, exactly. I knew that was gonna happen the whole time. Yeah. So like, no, you didn't call po- bank. Pointed, my at, ass. pointed at the floor. Pointed where they were gonna shoot from. <laughs> pulled up and then accidentally banked it in and said, exactly. Oh, okay. <laughs> that is the best comment I've seen. Like it like. Jabu's comment honestly puts my entire feeling into one sentence. They called their shot, but just drilled it off the backboard. Hey, but it went in, right? Like, so it still counts three points on the scoreboard, and DeAndre Hopkins is still a Tennessee tight. Yeah, they absolutely look, they they weren't dumb. Like they they know that players, yes, will become available at a certain point throughout the offseason. They've had this several times. Like again, I, I talked about this. You know, I think last week. There's always something over the summer that dominates the Titans' conversation from a storyline. Sometimes mm-hmm. it is an, an acquisition in the middle of the summer. Two years ago, it was Julio Jones via trade. 
So there was an opportunity there the Titans were able to try to take advantage of. If you remember back to 2017, going back in the vault here, in 2017, the Titans were in a similar situation at wide receiver. Like you let Kendall Wright walk. You didn't really have much. You had Rashard Matthews, who was coming off of a good year, but you didn't have a lot behind him. And then mid to late June, former Pro Bowler Eric Decker becomes available and they sign him. And he came in for a visit in minicamp and they signed him later on. And, and now here we are, uh, you know, six years later from that with Julio in between. And they did, they did that. And they also have done things, uh, of course, the years on the defensive side of the ball, like Kenny Vaccaro gets signed and became a key part of the roster, um, you know, for a few years after an August injury to Jonathan Cyprian. Uh, you've got Judavian Clowney joining the roster. Now, some of them worked out, some of them didn't. Eric Decker caught a touchdown pass in the playoffs, but he dropped a lot of passes in that regular season. And he was only here for one year. You know, Jadavian Clowney did not work out. Kenny Vaccaro absolutely did. Uh, and then, you know, what will DeAndre Hopkins be? So, yeah, like Mike Vrabel ran Carthon. Like, yes, they understand that opportunities do present themselves over the summer. But I keep going back to uh, Mike Gennady's comment of Spotrack saying that the, the most guaranteed money signed to a player after Memorial Day is $9 million and DeAndre Hopkins is getting $12 million up to fifteen in the first year after that point. And so DeAndre Hopkins is an outlier. So did, did Vrabel and Rand think they could get somebody to help their roster? Sure. Did they think they were going to get DeAndre Hopkins? I don't know about that. So I, my official answer, Sam, is more luck than called their shot. So I side with the, they got lucky. Well, I think D is saying here, like one thing D is saying here too is that they knew their market. So is that part of the, like, they were aware of that $9 million statistic and knew, hey, we can probably afford whoever becomes available given the track record of what kind of guarantees are in store for those players. I, I hear what you're saying. I like the bank shot analogy because Love I do it. think it, I, I do think it's pretty accurate. Like, I'm not sure the Titans called their shot and those comments from Mike Vrabel that we heard is him specifically insinuating DeAndre Hopkins, right? Like he's not sitting there being like, yeah, just wait until you see who comes available that we go get. Like that's not what he's doing. He is referring to players becoming available as a whole. And at the time I thought it was referring to Corey Davis more than it was referring to somebody like DeAndre Hopkins. So there's going to be more guys that, become available but I do think this is more of a calling their shot because the Titans stuck to their guns in the draft and in free agency uh, it's something that you've heard Mike and Rand both talk a lot about over this offseason since they've been working together and you know we kind of made fun of them for it at the time this whole like well we're going to stick to our board and play our board thing uh, and, you know, one of the reasons they didn't go get a receiver in the draft is they felt like they were going to have to come off their board a little bit too much. And, you know, while everybody else is sitting there pointing to need and saying, well, hey, you've got a position of need here that you have to address. I think the Titans felt very, very confident all along that they were going to be able to get a very good, impactful wide receiver that improved their receiving room at this point in free agency. I think it's why you hear Mike Vrabel make those comments with such confidence 
So was it a direct reference to DeAndre Hopkins? Probably not. But I also want to keep in mind that these guys know who the candidates are. I think a lot of times fans will look at, well, maybe we can get somebody who's cut, who's out there. And you're like, oh, maybe Corey Davis. Why? Because the Jets have a loaded wide receiver room. Go get this person. Why? Because of whatever other reason. But I think the Titans, it is their job as a front office, are very well plugged into the dynamics around the league and what players might become available. And as we've seen, the Titans have a very uh, firm mindset about what players fit into their vision. I'll also remind you, Austin, this is something we saw Rand do a lot of in San Francisco. Like he did not play frequently in the top of the free agent market. He always looked for value. And a lot of times, as we've mentioned, you can get value late. So I think the Titans called their shot here. Uh, Like, I don't think it was a specific full court heave of, oh, DeAndre Hopkins in free agency. Uh, But I think they had a really, really good idea about these kind of opportunities becoming available and positioned themselves to have the financial flexibility to be the most aggressive suitor. Yeah, it is Esports here live on this uh, Thursday. Uh, yeah, Jabu asks, uh, Austin, does that count as the love of the show? Love of the show is not my thing. That is Zach's thing. I do not give out the love of the show, but Jabu, if Zach were here, yeah. I think Zach would love that. If we were giving out a love of the show. Look, honestly, I might text that to our, our guy Jake, our social manager, and say, hey, Jake, can you make a graphic of this? <laughs> and so uh, I think it's it's that good of a – They called their shot, but they drilled it off the backboard. I mean, it's so good. It's so fun uh, of an analogy on what they're doing because it does have the right levels of both answers. Like they knew what they were doing. They had some ideas. Did they think it was going to uh, land DeAndre Hopkins? Probably not, but it still counts in a way. Um, so yeah, I did, I'm, not, I'm not sure that I would go that strong, though, is to say really? that they didn't think it could land DeAndre Hopkins. I think they had a pretty good idea that a guy like that would become available um, and that they would be in a good position to go get him. Like, I, I never got the sense at all during the offseason that the Titans were worried about the wide receiving room. And that was weird considering the talent that they had in the, in the, the lack room. of. Yeah. So uh, I think that they were pretty confident. And like I said, it, it is their job to be aware of what players are potentially going to become available and to be making those phone calls and to be in contact with said players. Uh, and so like, I don't think, like I said, I don't think it was a specific reference to Deandre Hopkins, but it wouldn't surprise me if they were having conversations at that point in the offseason already about, you know, circle this name. Let's keep an eye on that name and make sure that we're well positioned if he becomes available. Fair. So let's play it one more time because I think I saw Aaron said, what was the video I missed? It just got here. So we'll play it one more time. And then I have a, a, a part of Vrabel's answer that we can pick apart a little bit more to kind of go deeper to what you just said there, Sam, about having some idea that it could have been for DeAndre Hopkins. So here is uh, the clip one more time from the post-draft press. For the things you've you've talked about, uh, about the wide receiving core, is, is that enough turnover to get out of that group, what you've talked about? Uh, going into Monday, it will be, yeah. And we're going to continue to explore and find ways to 
to improve our wa roster and make it as competitive as possible. So that, that, that last part kind of goes back to the to the previous question. You can find ways to improve your roster. Free agency's over, and the drafts over. Aren't those the places? No, to free, your free agency's not. They're going to let us sign free agents um, Monday. They they will. Chad will. Rand will. They'll they'll let us sign free agents on Monday. Uh, free agency is going to go all the way up until the season starts. Uh, there'll be players that uh, are on other teams that will become available Monday. Take a look. It'll be real large waiver wire. We'll scour that. We'll continue to look for, for trade possibilities and opportunities. Uh, Chad and Vin will, will help us with the salary cap, find ways to, to open up uh, salaries so that we can potentially sign other players. You know, there's been a pretty good process here, and I, I'm excited about it. God, there's just a, there's a level of smugness to that answer. Like him and Rand, you watch carefully. Both of them let out like a, a smile at one point where there's yeah. like, right, while the question's getting asked, you see Vrabel turn off and smile a little bit. And then right when uh, Mike says free agents, they're going to let us sign free agents on Monday. I see Rand crack a little bit of a smile, <laughs> kind of, uh, I think, appreciating his head coach's your witty response there. So, All right, so I, I'm going to diagnose the deep angles of this. Cause I, I, what I, what I heard from Vrabel that made me think, yeah, D hop is an option. The, the part that could have been about Deandre Hopkins. And then the part where both Vrabel and Paul Kaharski were wrong. So I'll tell you that here in a second, but first Krebs Kubota, you're never wrong. If you go to Krebs Kubota, because you're going to get some pretty good experience there with uh, what you're looking for for any of your equipment needs. Krebs Kubota, they are a, a, an elite Kubota dealer in the Middle Tennessee area with three great locations in Murfreesboro, Franklin, and Columbia. Online, KrebsKubota.com. If you're looking for equipment, the Kubota line, it's the best line in the industry. There's no other company, no other line that is producing the type of equipment that Kubota has nor the type of warranties that Kubota gives you with your equipment. Why is the warranty important? Because what are you doing with this equipment? You're like drilling into the planet Earth. You're doing things to the outside. You're out there in the outdoors making a mess of stuff and using a lot of force, a lot of energy, so things are going to break. So you got to have the best warranties uh, in the business, and that is where Kubota comes in, and the best customer service in the business to help you make sure you can do all of that seamlessly and stress-free. That's where Krebs comes to play. They've been doing it for 18-plus years across the Middle Tennessee area. They've got you covered. An outstanding customer service department. I talked to Jamie and Matt myself. I'm actually going to plan on heading out, back out there uh, once training camp gets rolling to, to touch base those guys. Big-time Titans fans, I'm sure they're stoked about D-Hop. But check them out online or their three locations. Once again, Murfreesboro, Franklin, and Columbia or online, KrebsKubota.com. Can't go wrong with Krebs Kubota, and you really can't go wrong with BetMGM because if you are wrong, you're getting your money back in the form of a bonus bet if you use the bonus code ATOZ Sports uh, on the King of Sportsbooks. Place that first wager with that bonus code ATOZ Sports. And even if you're wrong, even if your bet loses, you're getting that money back in the form of a bonus bet up to $1,000. That's the best way to do sports gambling. Even if you place these uh, alleged good bets that lose, it's money back into your account and another chance to win big. With BetMGM, 
King of Sportsbooks, make every game mean more at betmgm.com. Real quick, an example of a good bet that loses. So uh, I don't know if you guys know, but our girl Grace Remington has been doing some great uh, bets on our social media. She did it throughout the spring. Uh, She'll get back into it as the NFL approaches where she does that, hands out some good picks. She works for CBS Sportsline, but does that for A to Z Sports and BetMGM. Here's a good bet that lost. And I remember this really strongly. She picked the Vols under in the first half for a game in February. It was like 61 and a half. Well, you know what? A, a late ticky-tack foul and a free throw that went, made it 62. It was a good bet. It was a smart bet. You're, but just, it lost. Referring, you're just referring to bad beats then. No, that, but that, those are good bets. Like, bad beats can be good bets. They're good yeah. bets, but they lost. And that happens, and you go, ah, bummer. And then you move on to the next one. But oh, uh, Grace, you just go, ah, bummer? I mean, yeah, because, again, I'm not I, betting I, I my livelihood. The other day. I was doing a little bit more than ah, bummer. I had uh, a four-leg parlay r- riding on a, a player to hit a home run, a player prop. He got robbed. See, it that's why, yes, that's why, because you're doing all these four-leg parlays. It's a good bet. It's hey, a really it's a good, good bet. bet. Yeah, no, parlays are not good bets. Parlays are, are lottery it's tickets. <laughs> all right, so um, so real quick, uh, back on this, Jonathan asked, who was the ultimate winner? Traylon Burks, who was the biggest loser? We'll talk about the biggest loser coming up. But the ultimate winner is Mike Vrabel and is Rand Carthon because they're over here dunking on the Titans media for this comment that we've been playing throughout the show of, yeah, they they know that they're going to be able to go get players and the roster's not done until September. And so they, they win by landing DeAndre Hopkins, and now the Titans should have expectations for the playoffs. And we'll talk about that, uh, I'm sure, next week as well as uh, we get closer and training camp opens. But so here's the words that I heard Mike Vrabel say that made me think that they knew DeAndre Hopkins could be an option. It was the fact that we can still sign free agents and that players on teams are going to get cut and there's options and opportunities for trades. And so we know the Titans were calling Monty Austin Fort, new GM of the Cardinals, former uh, front office exec with the Titans. They knew, we knew conversations were back and forth. Buck Rising broke in early April that the Titans were interested in moving up to three. And that was with the Cardinals. They moved up uh, to get Will Levis in the second round with the Arizona Cardinals. And so there was a lot of conversations back and forth. So yeah, DeAndre Hopkins and and could have been said to Vrabel and Rand this offseason by Austin Fort, we're going to try to trade him. If we can't try to trade him by X date, then we're going to cut him. And I think that's logic too. Yeah, or I mean, you don't even have to have that said to you. You're you're Mike Vrabel or Rand Carthon. You've been doing this long enough that you're able to infer what teams do when they owe a player twenty million dollars that they're looking to trade and can't trade when they have the worst roster in the NFL. And that's like the reality of what Monty Austinfort's situation was in Arizona. That he got a bad roster with a good player that nobody really had interest in trading for that was making $20 million. That's a guy that you cut for cap savings. And so if you're able to infer that you're able to assume that he will become available. And like you said, I mean, there was even a draft day rumor that Deandre Hopkins was involved in the trade, like the trade talks between the Titans and Cardinals to move up to number three. Uh, if CJ Stroud was, if CJ Stroud was available and you know, I we've been over this countless times that like, The Texans took C.J. Stroud. That ended all possibility of the Titans jumping up in the first round. But, yeah, it's a very interesting dynamic that, uh, you know, 
I don't just very interesting to me because I think they were able to infer this based on context clues, which is why I think I give them a little bit more credit. Yeah. Uh, Section 240 on YouTube, who I believe is our guy Bonafide Bro on Twitter, who listed A to Z as a top uh, Twitter account. Uh, a, a guy's got to re- re-rank that and, and actually put him in order because he just did him in no particular order. But yeah, he says, you, were, oh, you guys were really curious about that. You wanted to know where the order was. Yeah, I, I wanted to know uh, – because look, Bonafide Bro has been hanging out watching A to Z stuff for a long, long time. So, uh, but he says the ultimate winner is Tim Kelly. Uh, yep, it's him. I, I know, I know it's you. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I, I think Tim Kelly's definitely a winner in this. So, but Big ultimate, time, win, ultimate winners. There's a long list of winners. Yeah, I mean, if you're Todd Dowding, though, you're sitting back going, "Where's my DeAndre Hopkins? Why didn't I have a DeAndre Hopkins to throw the ball?" You, you did, Julio. Away. You did, huh? Julio. You did, Julio. Yeah, Julio was hurt the whole time. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on, play one. Uh, January 22nd, the first damn snap of the game, you threw the ball to Julio, but you didn't have a route on the opposite side of the field to make Jesse Bates stay honest, and Todd Downing, you ruined that. Todd Downing, you did have it in Julio and AJ, and you blew it. So I don't well, AJ any... got traded from him, so. Well, you know, that's not, that's not his fault, but still. So, yeah. okay, so there's a long list of winners in this. Tim Kelly's one, but I think ultimately Rabel and Rand are big-time winners because of what it allowed them to do. They were kind of riding that fence. We're talking about having their cake and eating it too all offseason on, on are you rebuilding or are you trying to win? Well, now their opportunity to do both just increased significantly with Diop, so they're the winners. But obviously Ryan Tannehill's a big winner because he's in a contract year, and now he's got Diop to go along with Burks, Chig, Phillips, and Derrick Henry. Uh, Derrick Henry is a winner too because now there's less nine-men boxes. And then I think Jody nailed it too. The fans won. And hell, A to Z won. Paul Kaharski won. Buck wins. The zone wins. Teresa Walker wins. Teron, Terry. Every Titans media member also wins with all of this is too. So I think that's the fun part of it is there's a lot of winners in this. But real quick. Where Mike Vrabel was wrong, and also where Paul Kaharski was wrong, because Paul messed up by saying free agency is over. Yeah. Right now, now free agency is not over. the The main biggest impactful free agency wave was over. Wave one, wave two was done. We all know there's a third wave, and D Hop is the biggest third wave free agent in a long time in the NFL. And then where Mike Vrabel was wrong by saying Monday, the waiver wire is going to be pretty big. Monday, the waiver wire, I think that had, was it zero? I remember when he said that originally. And that's why this quote was fresh on my mind is I remember I was tweeting and I, I let, I, I like reported, Hey, Mike Vrabel just said the Titans are going to be active on the waiver wire on Monday. Assuming there'd be guys available. I was very curious to see kind of who was going to, get thrown out there and what the Titans did. And I remember thinking to myself, hmm, not many guys on the waiver wire Monday, like Mike Vrabel thought there would be, no, huh? I think so, there were, I think there were maybe two yeah. over the entire league. I think there were two guys that were on the waiver wire. Uh, Ronnie also says Traylon Burks is a big winner as well. So, um, so, all right, Sam, let's, let's think about this because we just listed all the winners in this because I think D hop is a winner right? Because he gets the money. He gets the most money he wanted, plus the familiarity with the offensive coordinator, the head coach, and the star running back. 
Tannehill's a winner. The head coach, the GM, the OC, they're winners. Burks is a winner. Chig's a winner. Uh, I think the offensive line is a winner too because now you can just throw it to D-hop and not have to block very long. The defense, as some of you guys have pointed out, the defense, Mr. Jones, the defense is the biggest winner. Yeah, Big Jeff and his crew with KB and everybody, they're a winner here. So a lot of people on the Titans roster are winners, fans are winners, media winners. Who's the biggest loser? Who is the biggest loser? And not the Jags. We're not talking about, we're saying on the Titans roster. We're going to make this real interesting. Who is the biggest loser on the Titans roster after landing DeAndre Hopkins? So uh, we're going to get to that here in a second. Uh, but first, hey, you can be a big winner and save money by losing your old uh, health coverage and going with Farm Bureau Health Plans. Farm Bureau Health Plans is where to go, fbhp.com slash atoz. Uh, Zach has saved 20% on his health coverage, and he's gotten better rates. He actually gets uh, reimbursements for his contacts. He gets to go to the dentist and get those teeth cleanings a couple times a year automatically included, where his old health plan as a entrepreneur, single at the time, self-employed person, that's a lot of money. I lived that life for a short time. Uh, it's a lot of it's a lot of out of pocket right there for your health coverage if you're not with somebody like Farm Bureau Health Plans, and they've been serving Tennesseans for over 75 years. So you can plan on them for all of your health coverage, whether it's overall or dental or vision or anything in between. If you're a young professional trying to enter uh, an opportunity to have great health coverage, Farm Bureau Health Plans can help you out. Maybe your your mom, your dad, your grandparents are looking for that next level health coverage as they mature in their life. Farm Bureau Health Plans, brilliant when it comes to that as well for senior citizens. So check them out online, fbhp.com slash A-T-O-Z. Today's show is powered by BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Use the bonus code on your screen, A-T-O-Z Sports, when you sign up with BetMGM and get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets. If your first bet doesn't win, whatever that first wager you place is, if you lose, no worries. You're getting your money back in the form of a bonus bet. With that bonus code, it's A-T-O-Z Sports. That's A-T-O-Z Sports to make every game and every play mean more with the king of sportsbooks, BetMGM. All right, Sam. So the question now, we just talked about all the winners. Uh, in my opinion, the ultimate winners, the title of today's show, Vrabel and Carthon. The biggest loser on the Titans roster after landing DeAndre Hopkins is who? And I'll, I'll have you go to the chat first. Yeah, listen, Mr. Jones says the Patriots. Again, we're looking for somebody on the roster. Of what mm. event. I don't think there's many losers on the Titans roster, which is what makes this a fascinating conversation. But, yeah, you can't say the Jags, the Patriots, the AFC South, any of that. We need a Titans player. Uh, uh, Ramad says NWI. Uh, Section 240 says Mason Kinsey. Uh, Max is NWI. Same with Sean and Nick and Chris and Maserati Mac. Scott says NWI, Matt says NWI, Austin Bond says it's the UDFA wide receivers that we're trying to uh, fight for a roster spot. Uh, we've got Dinkins that says NWI, Darius is NWI, Danny says NWI. Uh, let's see, we got Chris Moore from Richie, Derek Henry from Pistol Ramsey for less carries, uh, Will Levis for Mr. Jones. Right. This is interesting. Oh, stop. Yeah. Are you about to, we about to expand on Will Levis? Yeah. Okay, good. What I do you think? see this argument, and I think it's a win for Will Levis, and I've been very you know loud about how much I like the two-year deal because if Will Levis takes over next year, having DeAndre Hopkins is a win for him. 
I agree. Spin zone. Does having DeAndre Hopkins mean Ryan Tannehill and the Titans are even better and he gets less opportunity this year? It's a it's a really good conversation. And that is, you know, we've hinted, Sam, at our list of like seven or eight topics that we had. Ryan Tannehill is one of those that we have not gotten to yet uh, yeah. and we will get to. And I, I find that interesting. So I don't want to give too much. Better but- Ryan Tannehill and better Titans is bad news for Will Levis as an individual. Now, he would never be rooting for bad Ryan Tannehill or bad Titans, mm-hmm. uh, but he is more inclined to get opportunity if Ryan Tannehill is not as successful. If he has a huge year and the Titans have a huge year, that could muddy the waters for Will Levis's future a little bit. Interesting conversation. It least. is. Mr. Jones, That is, uh, I will say, you've been watching our show for a long time. You comment often. That is one of your better comments. Yep. Uh, Ryan says it's NWI. Jonathan says it's uh, Racy McMath. Andre says Chris Moore. Kenneth Davidson says NWI. Uh, Ronnie says Racy McMath. We got Mason Kinsey, NWI. John argues Traylon Burks. Now, this is another one that I think has some nuance to it. Yeah. I think it's a positive for Traylon Burks. I think learning from DeAndre Hopkins, having a second weapon at wide receiver on the field at the same time as him will give him more one-on-ones will just open up doors for him to have a big year. There is the idea, I guess that Traylon Burks is no longer the wide receiver one, which is a step down for him and for, from the opportunity he was going to get. But I think it's a, a positive more than anything for Traylon. I agree. I think it's a big time positive for Traylon Burks because, you know, that was one of DeAndre Hopkins tweets during this free agent process was I I promise wherever I go, I'm going to make my, I'm going to make your job, my teammates jobs easier. Uh, And I think that hits Traylon Burks uh, right there square in the hand. So Sam, do you want to go first or, or, or me go? Cause I I've got, I, I have a coin flip. I think it, it's up to a coin flip of two players that are the biggest losers. Uh, and I have the side of the coin that I like. Yeah. I am also a coin flip. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I, I think there's two. So I don't, I don't think it's NWI. I, okay. Is he on is one of your coin sides? Hmm? Is he on the coin? No. Oh, okay. I, I don't I don't think he's the biggest loser. I, I think when I look at this, I look at whose opportunity is this going to affect most. And I think NWI is what he is. I don't think his pass catching opportunities or snaps are going to be impacted by DeAndre Hopkins because what Nick Westbrook Akine does is very different. And his role within this Titans offense is very specific to him. I don't really think there's a replacement for Nick Westbrook Akine on this roster right now. So He's not going to be a prolific pass catcher this year. He's not going to get a ton of targets, but you're going to see him on the field when the situation calls for him to be on the field. And I don't think that was going to change whether D hop is on this team or not. Mm -hmm. Uh, My coin flip is actually between two. I almost want to say Kyle Phillips because I think Deandre Hopkins had his highest usage rate in the slot last season. And, and Tim Kelly that, did that a lot in Houston. Mm-hmm. Tim Kelly did that, he a, did lot that a lot in Houston. He's now he's been primarily an outside guy. And the reason, the only reason I'm, I, I think I'm going to say Kyle Phillips. I, oh. I want to say Chris Moore, but I think Kyle Phillips inside, if that's where DeAndre Hopkins works primarily under Tim Kelly, not that it will eliminate 
Phillips from the offense, but it might limit how often you see him have plays drawn up for him out of the slot. Like the Titans drew some stuff up for Phillips early in the season last year. Uh, They were very intentional about doing that during training camp. So I'll say Kyle Phillips. I think he had a pretty clear spot to be the wide receiver two or three on this team. And I think that's less certain now. Everybody else, I feel like their role has been pretty consistent and will be consistent. I almost said Chris Moore, like I said, because if if Hopkins goes outside, Phillips is your slot, then Chris Moore is the one that gets cut out. But I think the slot might be the more prevalent spot for him. So uh, I don't know. Ooh, that's interesting. So I uh, I did not have either Kyle Phillips or uh, Chris Moore on my coin Ooh. when I was flipping. Uh, so I because I, I I think the Kyle Phillips thing is interesting. I think he is. So you were saying you think Kyle Phillips had an opportunity to be the second wide receiver, as if as in like been. most targeted, second yeah. most targeted receiver. I, I right? think I think before DeAndre Hopkins signed, Kyle Phillips was going to get the second most targets of any receiver on the team. And I, I, would I think that's very, a fair very, take. Yeah. And now it's not like, I still view him as like the third most prolific wide receiver, the third best wide receiver on the team. But if, if what Deandre Hopkins does best is also what Kyle Phillips does best, will the Titans find a way to work them both on the field? Maybe, but I just think it muddies the situation a little bit. And Phillips could lose out on what I said, which are like designed plays and opportunities for him because Hopkins has a more prominent role as a slot guy. No, I totally fair take. So you, so your guys is the biggest loser because they're losing their I think role. there has to be some drop off. Yeah, NWI sure. is yeah. not losing snaps. I don't think because of this. I don't think Mason Kinsey's losing snaps because of this. I think those guys, like their role on the team, was going to be what it was going to be, regardless of Hopkins or not. Now, I I think there could be somebody that maybe loses a roster spot, but even no, if they that's what I'm a- going with. I've got a coin flip of losing their job. So I think I've okay. got the, my biggest loser in Race this McCaffrey. loses their job, not, not their role. So I'll tell you that here in a second, but aura can keep you safe online. They'll lose all those data breakers, data brokers from your life because data brokers take your information and share it when sell it to robocallers and spammers and telemarketers and junk mailers and just, you know, just peck, pester you from every aspect of your digital life. Well, Aura keeps you safe online. They automatically submit you out of those lists on your behalf. They did it for me. I signed up with Aura back in April. They found 30 data brokers were sharing my information. They got rid of all that in six days. And if you sign up right now with our link, Aura.com slash ATOZ, you will get a two-week free trial. And so you can get rid of those data brokers in a really short period of time with Aura.com slash ATOZ. And then start to set up your other features because password manager and protection is a big deal there too. If they have a password that leaks from a data breach, Aura will notify you. They'll say, hey, your Facebook password has been leaked potentially. You might want to change it now. And you go, oh, cool. Thanks, Aura. And you go change it and you move on with your life and feel comfortable. Aura is so easy to use. It's so like you download it, you sign up, use our link, Aura.com slash ATOZ. Once you get it set up, you don't touch it because they'll let you know if something happens and then it just sits there on your phone and it's protecting you in the background while you go about your life. Aura is great. So once again, a two-week free trial with our link, aura.com slash ATOZ. 
Today's show powered by BetMGM, the king of sports books. Use the bonus code on your screen, ATOZ Sports, when you sign up with BetMGM. Place your first wager, and even if the bet loses, you get up to $1,000 back in the form of a bonus bet. It's the best way to do sports gambling when the risk is limited and you can get your money back with a second chance to win big. Get with the king of sports books. It's BetMGM and BetMGM.com, and make sure you use the bonus code ATOZ Sports. All right, so Sam, I think the biggest loser in the Titans landing DeAndre Hopkins is a coin flip between two guys who I think are probably at the top of the the list of potentially could lose their jobs because DeAndre Hopkins is with the Titans. Those are two receivers, Nick Westbrook-Akine and Racy McMath. So why do I think NWI is a potential risk to lose his job? Because of what it, his contract situation. So the deal is a one-year deal for NWI, and then he's an unrestricted free agent. Racy McMath is a six-round pick going into his third year of his contract. And so who is the better special teams player of the two? That will win the job because NWI is a free agent after this year. Racy McMath, you have the ability to keep as a cheap fourth-year, sixth-round pick to have on your roster and to have a special teams impact for multiple years. You also know Racy McMath has a higher ceiling as a deep threat down the field. In NWI, he's been around. You know what he is. You know what he isn't. But you do have the ability of a raw, physically gifted player in Racy McMath cheap for two years versus NWI for one year and so I think I think NWI is not completely safe here. And I think it would be a mistake for him to think he is. And I'm not saying he is. I think I think NWI, because of his because of Chris Moore and because of Racy McMath's ability to play special teams, I think NWI is kind of like a a a, a, a soggy receiver here. He's just not very impressive and you've got guys that can do his roles better than him potentially. So I think it's NWI. I I disagree. I think he's safe and I don't think you have somebody who does his role better than him. Now the value of his role is limited, which is a block first wide receiver that knows where to be and can set up for run schemes. But the Titans value that and NWI is the best one you have. It's why he, you know, tried to kind of dip his toes in the water of free agency and very quickly found out there really wasn't a lot of interest or, you know, a market for him other than what he's got here in Tennessee, because this is a team that values that and a team that values him. I, I don't think that would be on the table. I I would be surprised. I'd be very, very surprised if Nick Westbrook and Kine didn't have a role on this Titans team this year. Like I, when you go out and run run schemes and you're trying to run a, a screen, when you're trying to run different things like that, NWIs can be the first guy you want to put on the field because you know that he knows where to be, can block well. Yeah. Um, Racy McMath can't really do any of those things. So unless you're taking away your best blocking wide receiver for a gunner, um, NWI safe. I, I don't think the Titans take away their best blocking wide receiver for a gunner. I think before D Hop was a before he was coming to Nashville, I thought NWI was one of the safest guys on the on the team. But now it's now it this gives Rand Carthon and Chad Brinker an opportunity to say, 
let's have the ability to look multiple years and how can you continue to develop your receiver position to where you've got somebody next year that can help you in multiple ways. NWI is going to have to take a massive step No, for sure. For sure. And for NWI to get cut, race McMath's going to have to be really good. And Chris Moore is going to have to be really good. uh, He's on the same contract. Right. Pretty much. I mean, one year, one million for Chris Moore. The the difference in Chris Moore and and NWI is if you cut Chris Moore, you save (laughs) $92,000. If you cut NWI, you save over $800,000. So that's where Chris Moore's got the advantage here. And because he's had production in the passing game, NWI is not going to be here next year. There is no point in signing NWI back again on another one year deal. If you do, then it's your fault for not having somebody else cheaper and better. I just, that's how I think race. I think Racy McMath has to do a lot, a lot as a receiver in camp and preseason games to make the Titans feel like, He's a legitimate deep threat and a legitimate like player that you can throw into a game down the field. I mean, he's I got what, three career catches, two career catches, whatever it is. Yeah, and but what's NWI, the role you're what, talking about, right? Because what's because huh? like you want Traylon Burks and DeAndre Hopkins to be on the field as much as possible, right? And then you're yeah. going to have Chris Moore, who's been around and been productive in spots, be there, and Kyle Phillips. So that's four receivers. That should right, be getting so more. You, I mean, my argument would be, why do you need a deep threat then? Like, why do you need like? It's about so it's, it's about keeping the developmental prospect around to see what they turn into, and moving on from the guy that you believe has mostly met his ceiling. That's that's and, and is in the last year. I that's know, that's man. how I'm playing I mean, this. We had Cody Hollister getting snaps last year because he was reliable and could block. NWI does those things better than Cody yes, Hollister. Yes, so. but Cody Hollister's no longer here. Uh, he's well, alive, yeah. but he's just no longer. That's why NWI's taken filled that role now. I, I'm just I'm playing this game as I'm trying to figure out if I were trying to build multi-year roster construction, and I have to cut somebody. And it comes down to NWI or Racy McMath. Some, I, so I, with the, uh, the other guys, I think NWI has now become expendable. And Racy McMath has I, a higher I disagree with that athletic a lot. upside. I, and he's, and you got him for two years. He's also got injury history and is the least proven wide receiver that you've got in your room. Yeah, but you're not trying to, you're not trying to get a, you're not like this is your fifth receiver at best. And so it's yeah, your fifth receiver. You're one injury away from having to play them regularly. And I, if I'm the Titans, I want that fifth guy that I might have to play after one injury to be somebody who's been on the field, been in games, knows where to be, does the job correctly, can block, and like sets you up to at least have a safety net for injury. Like that's why you keep NWI. I don't. We'll see. I'd be very, very shocked. Uh, I I just think it's a multi-year opportunity for racy when i'll say it again if nwi is back on this roster in 2024 the titans have mismanaged their receiver position again fair i can hear that one so you ready for magic bucket yeah Yeah, magic magic. bucket time here on the show let's get this puppy rolling here with the magic bucket (laughs) 
Scott Wilson, Johnny Hyundai, make them a part of your new car buying process by going and seeing our friends Payne Bone and his team in Lebanon or online at wilsoncountyhyundai.com. Sam, we've got the magic bucket here on a Thursday. We will start now uh, to say we need help. We need help from you guys to send us DMs. The best way to do that is via Twitter. Uh, that's uh, Instagram too. Twitter and Instagram DMs uh, to help us refill the magic bucket because we're getting low. The season's approaching, and it's great to have a fresh uh, bucket of slips of punishments and embarrassing things for us to do as we start the year. So, so is, uh, are we doing completely fresh for training camp? Is it like we'll have to sift because there, I'm sure there's some in there that have never been pulled before. Um, so we'll, we'll have to do some homework on that, but we need, we need help before we can start making the f- switch over. So, and again, you have to know that it's not something that we're not going to eat peppers. We're not going to do the one chip challenge. I outlawed that. It's got to be something that we can execute here in the show with what we have going on. So we need some new stuff. So hit us up on our Twitter and Instagram DMS for the magic bucket. We need some help. So, with that said, um, Sam, uh, I will let you go ahead and pull for me. I'll, I'll take the first one. All right, here we go. No more spicy mm. stuff. Make a fart noise with your mouth. I had to do this like a couple weeks ago. Have you done this? No? Right. I have not done this. <clears throat> That was good. That was really good. Thank you. I've had lots of I'm practice not, making fart noises. I've never heard somebody go to a fart noise with their mouth and go for the high fart noise before. Oh, it's the best. It's the best I, unexpected. I'm, I'm, yeah, I was, that was impressive. I'm surprised by that. Look at you. You just nailed that. Wow, easy. 15-second magic bucket. All right, <laughs> here's me. <laughs> I've already done this. Thank you. I hate this. What one. was it? It's the sexy voice one. Oh, it's the worst. It. You can trash that one. We've all done that one. So you can yeah, just leave yeah. that out. Zach had to do it for the first time, I think, with me on the show like a month ago. Uh, I think I've done this too. 30 seconds on the clock. How much of the alphabet can you say backwards? I don't I don't remember you doing that. I think Zach I've done has it. done it. I have done it. Maybe, maybe it was when Zach was on. I don't remember that. I mean, I can do it if we think I haven't done it. I I, I don't I remember. remember doing this, but but, but I, no, you've done alphabet fast forward. You've uh, done maybe that. that was it. I don't think you've okay. done backwards alphabet. Okay, let's uh Wait, let's hold do on. it then. So I got to get my I got to get my stopwatch out. All right, so backwards alphabet. You have thirty seconds to get as far as you can. Okay. So I will start when you say the letter Z. All right. Z Y X W T U V S R Q P O N M L K F G E D C B A. You did really good. That was 17 seconds. And this J though. You missed Jay. Yeah, I did miss Jay. Well, I should have taken my time at the end there. I knew I had time. I think you did mess mess up 
V U T as well. Oh, you also forgot J G and H <laughs> and you did. No, I, said, okay. I said H and G V U T. Um, yeah. It's backwards. It goes W S T U V. So I multiple said people it. are saying that you said T U V Z Y X W V U T S R Q P O M N L H or K. Yeah, and then it's J. You missed, you missed I J. Forgot. Yeah, yeah. You went to well, no, you went to you went to K F. So you did skip J, I H, G. Yeah, you skipped J I H G. Wow, that's a big miss. And everybody's saying I mean, you said T U V. I'm gonna go back and pull the clip. I did not say T U V. Everybody's saying you said T U V. Well, uh, I'm pretty sure everybody's wrong. T-U-V. I mean, that's a lot. T-U-T. T-U-V. I know. T-U-V. So, are you going to go back and do it right now in live time? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> You're about to do that. Uh, well, I, I don't know how that would it work. A, so. It was a good effort. I mean, you. I think you, let's say you missed four-ish. I don't know if I've ever done the alphabet backwards before. I, I find it fun. But anyway, hey, it was a pretty good uh, job. You don't really think that way. Yeah, it's the uh, song. The song gets in your head, and you get in that little bit of a rhythm, and it's like, yep, yep. It, uh, yeah, I, I like that exercise. All right, good stuff. Make sure you hit us in the DMs on Twitter and Instagram for more Magic Bucket submissions because we need to freshen that thing up uh, for the season. But make sure you hit that like button before you head out of here. Give us the thumbs up. We greatly appreciate that. So a like before you go on the show. Subscribe to our channel as well. Training camp starts next week, which means we're gonna have a ton of content all over YouTube and Facebook and everywhere else uh, from Titans practice coverage. So we'll see you guys tomorrow on a Friday. Appreciate it as always.